0: I think I found my niche. Uh, I really love writing every day. Typing. I started working on a novel. <laughs> but you know, that thing is just... There's no money in that. But... I mean, there could be, but it's a long... It's not It's not quick cash. It's not like immediate income. But the... Um, the d- digital marketing space and people that want to learn how to uh, work from home or work on the internet and start legitimate businesses I mean I could really create some content for these people and build a fan base and a percentage of them hold on I just found out yesterday last night that a video that I had put up has over 35,000 views on it in one year. And it was a video about um, the, the, the books that were written in the 1890s uh, by a man called Ingersoll Lockwood. <laughs> if that's not a pen name, I've never heard of one. Um, he wrote these stories that are very uncannily familiar. Um, this boy's name was, um, Baron Trump in one of the novels, and he lived in New York City in Trump Castle. So... He also wrote a book called The Last President, in which one of the characters in the book was named Pence. Um, so there was some crazy, crazy shit. And, and these books are accessible. Uh, they're online. And I made a little video about it. Now, this video took me about fucking... Five minutes to make, you know. I didn't have anything scripted. I didn't have anything written down, and it was all on my phone with a screen recorder. Wow, wow. I mean, you don't even really need um, like a PowerPoint kind of thing. You can all you can save it just in. Uh, you know any words that you want overlaid on an image you can simply make on, uh, on the Canva app you can um, save that in your photos and then record screen record as you're scrolling through the photos like a powerpoint presentation And my voice was really good. I mean, I was very happy with the way that it came out for something that I just winged it. You know what I'm saying? I just talked about these books and the similarities that they had. And so creating content like that is going to get eyeballs. I got 35,000 eyeballs. But what I need to work on is a workflow. Is a workflow. Like, what I'm recording right now is just notes. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm out driving. I'm out doing my deliveries. There's nothing professional about what I'm doing. But at night, when the kids are asleep, when it's quiet out and there's not much traffic, I can sit in my office and I can maybe... Write something, I mean, record something literally like an audiobook. I mean, I could read one of my audiobooks, I mean, I could read one of my printed versions of the book just into the recording. <coughs> so it's all about content. And now, Jimmy Salsa. Well, I go back and forth. Is that a good name? Is that not? Doesn't matter. It's done. We're gonna go with that. We're gonna go with that. Um, keep changing it around. You know. Keep uh, keep in touch with Frank Kern. Um, He's business partners with Grant Cardone, and I don't like it. I mean. I used to like Grant, but I just don't like him anymore. He's just too fucking, he's just kind of a dirtball, you know? And, you know, Frank probably is a bit of a dirtball too. But, uh, I don't know, um, I think Grant probably offered him Grant offered Frank, um, you know, a piece of the action as far as real estate or the uh, uh, the uh, Cardone Capital, you know. But anyway, keep in touch with these guys, um, create a workflow in one hour chunks Do this for an hour. 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 That's why my first book is called The One Hour Book How to Conquer the World in One Hour. I think I should change it, though, to How to Conquer the World One Hour at a Time. I don't know, maybe that's what The One Minute Manager is about but I think one minute is not enough time to really do anything and plus there you go with the creative plagiarism now the content that I'm creating now this is not consumable content these are just notes for myself so what am I telling myself here I'm rethinking the whole thing this is Jimmy Salsa is digital marketing and content creation. Now, I use um, Angie Weir as a case example. This is my uh, Shopify marketing will be one of them. If you are interested in making money online, then this is what I suggest to you. First, you have to read my book, Guy: Finding Your Life's Purpose. And then that'll get you closer to the kind of audience that you want to appeal to, and the kind of work that you want to do. Because as it is often said, By successful entrepreneurs, that you have to do something that you're interested in. Some people counter this argument and saying, you know, you don't really have to be that interested. Um, You know, uh, Jeff Bezos wasn't passionate about books. No, he wasn't passionate about books, but he was passionate about the internet and bringing products to the marketplace through this new medium or this new internet thing. That's what he was passionate about. He's like, wow, you can reach all these people, right? So it wasn't books that he was passionate about. It was really new technology that he was passionate about. Um, I think Bill Gates wasn't really passionate about writing code or making software. He was... More interested in what the software could do and so there's a whole world of excitement where you go wow I can get the computer to do this you know I can get the computer to turn the lights on in my house when I'm 10,000 miles away you know I can get the computer to uh, you know go through all of these transactions and and give me the ones that are closest to my house within 12 miles right You you get excited about the things that you can do with the technology I mean I love writing but it's more that that I can that I can express myself you know that I can really have this place where I can express myself and think it through you know And that's what I'm passionate about. You know, if it wasn't for money, I'd have no interest in digital marketing. You know? If it wasn't for the marketplace, demanding things all the time. And, you know, if I had an infinite amount of money, Billions. I would. I would build housing. Mass housing. For people. I would build cities. I would build ultra modern cities. That work for people. That work. The the city works for you. Your house works for you. You don't work to pay for your house. Your house works for you. It produces food, it produces electricity, it produces, um, you know, all kinds of uh, resources. And that's what I would build. All over the world you have these, you know... Places like Hawaii where we lived for five years. And these people are trying to garden and they're trying to get it right. They're trying to get the environment right and they have to contend with bugs. They have to contend with the soil and the nutrients and the, um, you know, the sunlight and all these different things when you could have a system like a dome. That the environment is completely um, Controlled environment Temperature, light CO2 levels Moisture levels That are optimized For whatever it is you're trying to do But I don't have that unlimited um, Those unlimited resources And to You know to start something like that it's hard to get a lot of people on board. People are, are interested. You know, they're where they are now. And, you know, it took Elon Musk a long time to, to uh, sell people on the electric idea. They're just getting the infrastructure now. And still, they're. I think they're like 1% of the car market or something tiny. So... So what I need to do is go for something that people are in need of, right? People aren't in need of growing their own food or there's not a lot of profit in growing your own cucumbers and, you know, yet, yet. Um, There will be a huge demand for that in the future and I hope to be positioned uh, by then be able to do that to house millions of people I mean I have a dream about building a city right in Manila right in the slums of Manila and replacing all of those shanty shacks with high-level sustainable living for all of those people all of those families everybody gets a house And it's not a house, it's an apartment, but it's a huge apartment. It's like 3,000 square feet. It's fucking huge. It's got an atrium. It's got several floors. It's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. Maybe four or five bedroom, big living room with a panoramic view from the outside, unobstructed, looking at the mountains or at the ocean. It's designed already, it's called the Old Man River City. And I will plagiarize that fucking city and build them all around the world. That would be my claim to fame if I were in that position. But, you know, nobody wants to listen to uh, an Uber driver that, um, you know, with shitty credit, doesn't have any money, um, no education. Oops. Keeps dropping his phone. And uh, nobody wants to hear from that guy. right? But if you can develop yourself, or if I can develop myself into a Shopify millionaire, or an e-commerce millionaire, or a digital marketing guy that knows how to go out there in the marketplace... And generate cash. Generate cash for people. Show people, starting from nothing. Just with their computer or their phone. That would be the ultimate, is their phone. Right? And I can consult these people one-on-one. People from all around the world and find out. What are they good at? Do they have a good voice? Well, maybe they're, you know, from the Philippines and... And their accent is not... Well, then you go for the Philippine market. You see? You don't go for the U.S. market. If you speak Tagalog... And you have a beautiful voice... Then you can speak in Tagalog. You can read books in Tagalog. See, when I listen to... um, My audio books from Audible... They're always in English, right? But there's a huge fucking market. There's a huge fucking market. I don't speak to dialogue. long. Dunkin Donuts take a right on... on U.S. Highway 1. So that signal, if you heard that, was my Uber Eats delivery um, notification. And I just accepted a request to go to Dunkin' Donuts and pick up an order and bring it to these people for a mere $3. $3 they're gonna pay me, I don't know. It doesn't work out very well. It's like $10 an hour when you Factor in um, the gas and maintenance and depreciation on a vehicle. It's just about zero. It's just about zero. But considering I paid $4,000 for this car. And I made much more than that. You know. It's. It just gets me through to be. A rider. It gives me the freedom and flexibility to, uh, you know, drop my kids mile, off at school,
1: pick afternoon. them up
0: at school, to, uh, you know, make it to doctor's appointments and do the groceries and running around. That is required in, in a family these days. You need the flexibility. I mean, I worked for the, you know, I spent my whole life working for for people, and they just want to own you, you know? I was selling cars. I actually did really well. I was a top salesman in the first couple of weeks, but they had no flexibility. You know, know, there was a guy that I met, he was a DJ there when they had this, you know, grand opening kind of celebration or something to get people in there. Which reminds me, make a note of that. Um, sales um, lead generation for the car dealers. I talked to one guy, he said he's willing to pay twenty fifty dollars for each sale that is made. $250, so 10 sales uh, per month would be $2,500 per month from one dealer. Left
1: on Tennessee if I had Avenue, 10 dealers, on the right. that would
0: be. Um, or $25,000 a month for an ad agency for a for a lead generation agency anyway that's a side note Um, this guy was a DJ for this celebration thing and uh, he said yeah he works his fucking ass off for like three months and then he takes a month off and he goes rock climbing somewhere (laughs) or whatever he wants to do and then he'll come back and he'll work his ass off and I've heard this said before, it's called like mini-retirements or mini-vacations or something like that. And uh, fascinating. And my wife is on board with that, She's she'd be happy to get rid of me for a month at a time. Um, it just always comes down to the money. Everything comes down to the money. If you want to be healthy um, in your body, in, in, in mind, in meditation, and you want to go to these retreats, you want to... Um, consume organic healthy fruits and vegetables these are expensive they're fucking expensive the high quality stuff has a high ticket um, on it so so that's why I have to go where the money is and the money is in the money the money's in the money showing people how to start a business and make money they will pay you for that you know uh, Sam Ovens consulting.com has a course that I wanted to take. It's $2,000. I think I can learn 80% of what's in that course on my own, just just digging around. Um, But I got to go to this delivery here. So I'm going to press pause on my voice machine here, and then I'll get back to you in a minute. Okay, I'm back and just dropped off my delivery <laughs> $3 to the good <laughs> $3 they paid me for that well it's only 11.30 it just, it's just slow in the morning should be picking up a little bit I did a little bit of writing today and organizing my thoughts and uh, yeah I'm, I'm really excited now how I got it kind of figured out um I'm writing books that that I want to read, you know what I mean? I am the center of my market. I am my niche. My niche. Okay? So my ideal customer is in his 50s. Maybe he's on his second marriage. Maybe he worked construction his whole life and hated it. But that's all he really thought he could do. Maybe he's been dreaming about sailing around the world. Maybe he's been uh, dreaming about being an author. Maybe he is remarried and he's very happy, but his wife is the one that is making all the money and that makes him feel kind of shitty. Maybe he wants to be that guy but he just doesn't know how to go about it. How to determine what the fuck is going on. So that's why I wrote these series of books. Um, Ikigai is a really good one. It's, it really, it really, it's a workbook to show you how to Find out some clues on on where you belong, what kind of work that you want to do, right? Just kind of narrow it down. You look at it this way. You have the entire universe full of information. There's information everywhere. Internet has got fucking tons and tons of information, right? Unimaginable amounts of information. But we only need the information that's relevant to us. In which case we need to prioritize what what is most important right now. Damn, what's the most important for that guy is getting a fucking muffler. Um, So It's hard to believe When you're struggling to make money That There are millions and millions of people in the world That ever since they were born That is not a question It is not even An issue They have generational wealth That they were born with And that their children will inherit And their children will inherit For generations to come they own thousands of google stocks maybe they're not billionaires but maybe they're worth 600 million right these people in their lifetime will maybe spend six million of it right raising their kids and going on trips and having all this fun flying around jet setting right it's only going to add up to six million dollars the whole fucking life. Because you think that, you know, you want to... Well, they buy this house for a million dollars in a really good neighborhood. But that that house is going up in value. So they're not spending it. You know what I mean? You know, they're sending their kids to college... Maybe it's 100,000 a year or something. I don't know, maybe a million dollars for four years. But that kid's gonna have a $4 million education. Right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You don't lose. It's not money that's gone. So that $100 million or whatever they inherited is in a system. And it continues to grow and it continues to grow. And of course they have an education They're not stupid, they're not going to listen to some stupid ass financial advisor like some ghetto person would do if they won a hundred million dollars on a scratch ticket. No, they're educated, they're smart, they know how the world works. And so they will never ever lose. If you're stupid on the other hand, a fool and his money are soon parted as good old Ben would like to remind us. Um, oh, here comes this race car guy back. He's back again.
1: <laughs>
0: he went all the way down the road and turned around, came back, passed me again. Hot dog! So, <laughs> you hear that guy? He's like a little kid. He, he likes to make that loud noise. Rumble, rumble. Wow, listen, mommy. Listen, mommy. Bam, bam. Funny, ain't it? So, 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 so. Um, what else was I going to say? Where the fuck was I? Hey, this would be a good idea. I mean, I could make a podcast, right? Of just driving around doing my uber thing talking my fucking shit and put it up on the uh on the interwebs as one of my podcasts fits already i mean i i already have the account it's all it's all good i just have to upload this fucking grab (laughs) i think i'm gonna do that so we're at 28 minutes there goes trigger boy wow that is loud Okay, I got a text here. Let's see what this text says. I'm going to pull over so I don't um, kill myself or some innocent bystander. I'm going to check my text message. There's only one person that texted me. Let's see what she's got to say. Oh, there's two, actually. Uh, Oh, no, Gary V. texts me sometimes, and... um, This is from uh, my Medium account. Damn, this traffic is loud. Holy shit, man. Fuck. Yeah, so I gotta go into my settings and uh, change my notifications. See, every time you download an app, they go into your settings and they say oh yeah we're gonna send him messages And you got to constantly go back there and say no you don't have the authority to send me messages whenever you feel like it I don't want the interruptions don't you understand um, yeah I think I could do that I could I could do this because a couple of reasons Couple of reasons. There's actually a bunch of reasons here to make a podcast while I'm doing Uber Eats deliveries. Now, I'm only going to do Uber Eats deliveries because I don't like dealing with the people, right? Humans. I don't like dealing with humans because this is what you got to do. You got to have a clean car. You got to wear a mask. You know, you got to fucking, you can't talk. See, if I have a, uh, a bag of food sitting beside me, it's not going to complain that I'm doing a podcast. But if I have a human there, you know, humans are assholes, kind of. So, um... So where was I? Where was I? What was I talking about here? Oh, money. All About the Money. Another book that you can download from jimmyselsa.com. Go to bookstore, and uh, you'll find it there. All about the money, creating wealth out of thin air. Um, we we have this, uh, you know, monetary system, and um, most people don't understand how it works. Most people don't know how borrowing and lending and credit and all that stuff works. Most people don't know about that. And that is why, you know, these poor suckers go, you know, they need a car. It's generational uh, poverty, really. Really. Um, you have generational wealth, but you also have generational poverty because, you know, these kids grow up and they learn from their parents. Where where Who else are you going to learn from? You're going to learn from the parents and the people that are around you. And so they learn how to, you know, go to the welfare office and they learn how to, you know, manipulate the system and and lie and get extra money on their food stamps or whatever. This is the world that they know, right? I mean, if your father's a jeweler, you're going to learn about jewelry just by osmosis. It's just natural. My father was a carpenter and a builder in construction. And I just learned this stuff at a very, very young age. You know, I was on the construction sites at five years old. My house was a construction site. I lived in a construction site, you know. So I learned very quickly about sheetrock and tape and plaster and and cement and these different adhesives and tiles. And, you know, this this moved right into my adulthood. I mean, as I became a teenager, I was like, you know, Given a hammer. Want to make some money? Go smash that thing. Right? Go smash that wall. Of course, when you enter into the field, they give you the the jobs that you can't really fuck up too bad, like demolition. So, take the sawzall and start cutting shit up. Throw it in the dumpster. And so you have this generational poverty. It's part of the system. It's not by accident. It's not something that they want to fix. The people that could fix it, the people that would like to fix it, can't fix it. <laughs> it's really a beautiful design. It's so elegant. Um, so these people send their kids to Harvard and uh, because that's where they went to school and that's where their parents went to school. And so this is a generational thing where, oh, my dad knows your dad and your dad, you know, is on the board of directors of the bank and um, my dad is on the board of directors for the insurance company and la da 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 And I'll meet you in, you know, Ibiza. I'll meet you in Ibiza. Um, And it's kind of funny like that, right? It's kind of funny like that. So the generational poverty, it's not their fault, man. Oh, that's another book I wanted to write. I got to put that on my title list. It's not your fault. I love the quote Warren Buffett said, If you're born poor in America, it's not your fault. But if you die poor in America, it's your fault. That means we all have this opportunity. We all have this fucking incredible opportunity. The marketplace is demanding things that it just cannot get enough of. It cannot get get enough of. 6.39 delivery. Let's see, where am I going? I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. Uh, I think... smashed into a BMW here. Volvo, excuse me. Um Yeah, man. I don't know. This fucking GPS is is harder to read.
1: Make a right turn on South US Highway 1. Oh,
0: okay. That's better to read. Um So I just bring you guys with me on this trip? wonder if you can figure out where I am by the instructions by the directions of the uh... in a
1: quarter mile pickup
0: Um, okay, what was I saying here? What was I saying? Generational wealth, generational poverty. But it's all about information and, and knowing how to manipulate. So if you take one of those Harvard people and suddenly they enter into your consciousness, they wake up in this this life of a loser and they got to figure their way out of it, what are they going to do? They know what to do. You learn skills. You learn marketable skills, right? I mean, they're not taking... They're not taking um, money for nothing. I mean, rich people produce more than poor people. Poor people don't produce shit. It's the rich people that are moving the shit around and making uh Pick up. Making good returns for the investors... Oh, this Pandaria area. Okay, man, there's some fucking traffic here. So this is what this Harvard guy would do if he woke up in a in a uh, generational poverty situation. He'd be like, "Holy fucking shit, I'm in a, I'm in a fucking poverty situation here." What's he gonna do? He's gonna find a job that's flexible so that he can educate himself, get some skills, right? He's gonna get some skills so that, some marketable skills. Oh man, this is really pissing me off right here. These fucking one ways really piss me off. All right, looks like I made it. And so this is what I want you to do. This is what I'm doing. I learned to code. learn to program. learn to build a website. learn to build a Shopify store. Now that's why Shopify is so uh, successful. Because they made it easier for people to build websites. Like, okay, I want to build this website. It doesn't have to be fancy. I just want to sell my shit on it. All right, let's create a platform that makes that easy for people to do. And that's all they do. That's the little thing. So as we evolve, there's always new ways that you can make things easier for people. right? All these websites, that's what they do. That's all they do. We're trying to make things easier for people. We're trying to make it easier for you to get your book out or your Audible or, or to, to freelance or to drive for Uber, right? All these things. This is what we need to do. Okay, so that's our job is to bring value to the marketplace. No matter what you do, that's what you're doing. You might only bring little value to it if you're,
1: you know, New message from Deborah B. I am a cast. The school on Delaware Avenue. The entrance is of Citrus Avenue. I am a cast. The school on.
0: Alright, am I recording still? Alright, I'm recording still. Damn. Yeah this is kind of fun I mean for a stupid podcast it's different I got 41 minutes into it so so the reason Uber became worth billions of dollars in such a short period of time was because they bring value to the marketplace people loved being able to order a a taxi on their phone anywhere in the world anywhere in the world it was the same it was the same taxi company they knew how much they were paying Um, they knew that the drivers were vetted Uh, they knew that there was some kind of um, fucking race car guys around here man these people are crazy like, still in high school. Um, and they don't look like they're in high school, believe me. They look like they're 50 or 60 years old, driving around like like this, you know, mental, uh, uh, what do they call it, arrested development. All right, so anyway, where was I? Where the fuck was I? Bringing value to the marketplace if all you can do is flip a burger and say uh, welcome to McDonald's can I take your order then you're going to be valued at in
1: one mile make a left turn on Delaware Avenue
0: um, you know whatever the market will bear if there's nobody that can do that job if you're the only person that can do that job then um, you'll get paid more but there's there are tons of people that can do that job. Same thing when I was in construction. It's just like, I'm competing with every fucking Joe that is willing to get up on a roof and nail down shingles. You know? And then it became faster, Joe. Faster, Joe. Faster. Um, I don't really regret it. I think I, yeah, I kind of do. kind of wasted my time doing that shit. When I was 19 years old, I had this great idea that I was going to start a real estate magazine and I didn't have any money or experience in it but I had this determination that um, the market wanted this thing and I didn't know if the market did because I didn't ask them but I just thought it would be cool to be a publisher and so as fate would have it I met someone that became an investor He was a real estate guy that wanted to invest in my real estate magazine. And so, he would get some... In a half
1: mile, make a left turn on Delaware Avenue using the upcoming left lane.
0: He would get some of his ads for free. And, uh, you know, and part of the profit. Which was part of zero. And, uh... I was only 19 years old. I made all the mistakes that a 19-year-old could make. You know, from partying, having parties in the office, and just drinking too much um, spending too much then I started again uh, well, so, so I drove that business into the ground and I spent all my investors money and then uh, a couple of years later I found a new investor and decided that I would have a second a second go at it and um, repeated, proceed
1: straight on South 6th Street
0: repeated what I had done so successfully the first time and that is to drive a business into the ground as quickly and efficiently as possible. Um,
1: Make a right turn on Parkway Drive, then keep right.
0: And so... So you fall back on what's familiar to you. Keep right,
1: then proceed straight on South 7th Street. It was always construction.
0: I had a network of losers that um it was always easy. in a
1: quarter mile enter the roundabout and take the second exit onto South 10th Street.
0: It was always easy to find a shitty job um, you know that paid an average wage so you could live an average life and uh, you know bitch and moan with everybody else at the bar on a Friday night after not getting enter paid the
1: roundabout enough. and take the second exit onto South 10th Street.
0: After not getting paid enough for doing something that you hate, right, and so, and so, this went on for years and years, I spent my life in construction and home improvements, and, you know, I would kid myself that I was self-employed, when actually I was just unemployed, Um, working for yourself as a home improvement contractor not knowing anything about business or marketing or sales or anything like that you really just kind of it's just a job you know and instead of working for a company you're just working for the directly with the homeowner which gives you a little bit more of a profit margin but um it's very inconsistent and and plus i hated it point blank i fucking hated that shit just
1: ahead, make a right turn on South yeah, 17th Street. The house. I, I
0: despise houses. I think they're, they're, they're obsolete and they should be all torn down and build a modern city. But anyway, that's just me. Make
1: a right turn on South 17th Street.
0: Point is, no matter what you're doing, if you're flipping burgers or if you're a carpenter or if you are building Shopify stores and making millions of dollars, by the way, my affirmation. Let me repeat it for you here. I am a Shopify millionaire. I Jimmy Salsa Emma Shopify millionaire. I Jimmy Salsa Emma. Shop- Just
1: ahead, make a right turn on Delaware Avenue. I Jimmy Salsa
0: Emma Shopify millionaire. You say that fifteen times a day. And it. Make
1: a right me. turn on Delaware Avenue.
0: Into thinking that is true. Okay. Uh. Bringing value to the marketplace. When you have your finger on the pulse, when you're out there in your domain, you can listen to the complaints that people have or the concerns that people have or um, the problems that they're having, right? And it may be some problems that you're having too. And so you look for those solutions. Like there was a guy today that commented on an ad for get my free book, just pay the $6 shipping. And he's like, Well, I'm outside of the United States. The In a quarter
1: mile, drop off. To
0: my country would be ridiculous. The book's not worth that. You know, it costs like, you know, whatever, 40 bucks to have this free book shipped. Well, he said, Why don't they do a PDF version of it where you pay a fee? Well, that, that's just selling your. PDF then, right? You're not getting a free book. <laughs> Which the $6 free book is not free either because the shipping costs $3 so they profit $3 on the free book. So to me it's a little bit deceitful. I'd rather say, look at, I got this PDF of my book. I'm selling it on Amazon. Drop off. You know, for $12.95 I'm going to give it to you for Uh, $3, Uh, let's see, she said she is at the school. The school is called, um, what did she say it was, um, CAST, there it is. Guys, I gotta pause this while I drop off the delivery. And when you're solving problems, it's more profitable to solve problems that are expensive problems or are stopping you from profiting. So that's why Elon Musk worked on the PayPal uh, money kind of thing. Because if you can write some code that allow people to... (laughs) dude this is crazy just like i get like a delivery and i'm like half half podcasting half doing deliveries it must be so irritating for you guys to listen to but the beauty is the beauty of the internet and of choice and all this information is if you don't like something you can just turn it off and move on to something else right I find that there's a bunch of crap out there and it's hard for me to find something that's really um, entertaining and as well as useful and educational and all this stuff. So, like I said earlier, I'm creating content that I would want to consume. So, the whole making money thing. This is what it comes down to. And you can read my book. It's on jimmysalsacom uh, slash bookstore. You can find it there. And, um, and it's called All About the Money. And All About the Money is creating wealth out of thin air. Creating wealth out of thin air. Think about that. Think about that. That's what we. That's what we do, as entrepreneurs. That's what we do. As in the marketplace, you you're producing. You're feeding the marketplace. Like I said, whether you're cutting grass for ten dollars an hour, whether you're roofing for twenty dollars an hour, whether you're, um, you know, flipping burgers for. an hour I don't know you know wherever you are you could be in the Philippines selling fish at the market I don't know I don't fucking know but the thing is everything that we do money is only used in one place and that's at the marketplace there's only one place that we use money in the marketplace We only use money when we want to exchange goods and services, because it would be too ridiculous for me to go to the store and say, all right, you give me a burger and I'll uh, design a Shopify store for you. Well, you know, because that has a higher value. So you give me a thousand burgers and I'll design a Shopify store for you. No. No, I mean actually it actually could work, but yeah. three dollars. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You know, head
1: to your head to your pickup at 410 Apple in two miles make a right turn.
0: See they're really uh taking advantage of the uh, delivery drivers these days. Three dollars. I mean the GPS says this only should take five minutes to get there. But then what? Another five minutes? So that's 10, 10 minutes. Um, one sixth of an hour for $3. So three times six is six, twelve, eighteen. $18 an hour. That's if they were all lined up like that, but they're not. So, you know. The money was good during the pandemic, it really was. I was making thousand a week, no problem. That's when I first started. And now it's just like it's just like there's not much there. Um but that's alright, because I don't want to be here anyway. I, you know, they determine these big companies determine what the market will bear, right? Because they can they can get a, a big supply of drivers and then you know, Uber did the same thing. You pay high in the beginning, get a bunch of people on board, and then you then you chop the prices. A bunch of people will leave, but it doesn't matter because you have plenty of drivers and more are coming on. In
1: one mile, make a right turn.
0: Oh, man. Oh, shit. I got to sneeze. Ah! Oh, that felt so good. Sneezing sometimes feels like an orgasm. And I say this to you only because I want to get your attention. I want to make it interesting for you. I want you to listen. I want you to have some value out of this. Maybe laugh a little bit. Maybe learn a little bit. Learn how to make some fucking... Money. So, in a
1: half mile, make a right turn.
0: Haters, how to deal with them. How to handle them, I think is the subtitle. Haters, how to handle them. What do we do about the haters? Fuck them. That's what we do. We fuck them. I had this one hater that was not only hating on commenting on one platform but she chased me around all these fucking platforms. Posting shit. Oh, fucking horrible. I retreated because I was just like, what the fuck, man? And uh, then I realized, fuck her and her fucking opinion. Fuck Karen. Um... When I was in the restaurant the last time getting the order, waiting for the order, I noticed this they have this kind of thing where you put your business cards, right? I don't know, there's a huge corner was filled with business cards. Now, everybody that put their business card there is a prospect for digital marketing agency. Hey, this is Jimmy Salsa. I noticed your
1: Make a right turn.
0: I noticed your business card over at the XYZ restaurant. And I thought I could help you with some digital marketing. Do you have a website? I couldn't find a website. Do you have a Facebook page? I couldn't find any of that either. Um, Make
1: a right turn.
0: I could show you how to get all that if you want. I mean, I could do that for you. You're not interested in expanding your business or making more money? Okay, arriving soon. I gotta go. Alright guys, it's starting to get busy here with my... Uh, food deliveries i'd like to sit and chat with you all day though i'm gonna have to do that at my computer at home and my office um because i keep getting interrupted and well it's almost an hour now i have recorded i got another one minute it's gonna make it an hour so i think that's a good time to call it quits Thanks for listening, and remember to go to JimmySalsa.com, check out my latest podcasts or videos. It's all kind of linked together at my website. You can find me on all the social media platforms, Jimmy Salsa, look for Jimmy Salsa, or JimmySalsa.com. I wasn't even going to post this, but then I thought there's a couple of good reasons to post it. One is because, like in my book, um, Ship It, good enough is good enough. Um, We can't strive for perfection these days. We just have to create and post, create and post, create and post. And the other reason is... Um I'm gonna get a lot of comments from haters and criticism and and I, te- I need to thicken my skin for that too. Um, the other reason is I when I'm when I'm doing the deliveries I I'm not creating anything. I can make notes to myself, I can you know record ideas to myself, but that's not something that's consumable for you guys and I want to make something consumable for you guys. Um, another reason is that I'll get some feedback from this, some positive feedback that'll let me know like, hey, that's a good idea, but you should do this, or that's a good idea, but you should do that, or maybe it'd be a good idea if you include XYZ, right? So I'm growing here, I'm learning with you guys as I'm teaching, I am learning, and all this stuff is new to everybody, it doesn't matter... You know, if you could program since you were two years old, this stuff wasn't available when you were two years old. I mean, Shopify didn't exist a few years ago, you know? Um, all of these things are, are new and exciting, and we're, we're all kind of learning together how to put these things together, how to put these technologies together in a way that makes life better for each other. And the better job we do of that, creating value for the marketplace, the more money we're gonna make. Don't worry about making the money. Just worry about supplying the marketplace with some useful shit. The marketplace will pay, pay you, believe me. If they don't want you to go away, if you're valuable, they'll buy your book. They'll they'll you know contribute to you. Um, yeah. On. Um, what is that uh, Patreon account, right? Uh, they'll they'll subscribe to your consulting or whatever it is that you have. If it has value, they will support you. If it has no value, then just it's just gonna melt away. It's just gonna it's just gonna go away like Sears and Roebuck. Can you imagine Sears and Roebuck, one of the largest companies in the world? largest companies ever <laughs> out of motherfucking business because they couldn't change with the with the changing environment. I mean they could, but they didn't. If they had, you know, Jeff Bezos at the helm, it would be different, but he had his own ship to sail. And they they crashed on the reef. And Sears is no longer. So Guys, we are all sailing the seas of technology. We're all kind of experimenting here. Now, either you're the Uber driver that's that's at the end of the at the shit end of the stick, or you're 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 at the head of the head of the curve and you're seeing these new technologies coming down the pike, right? You could see that even before they're really ready for prime time you could see the value that they have what's going to happen when they have uh what's going to happen when they um driverless cars right what are they going to be the the side effects of that the uh what what's going to be the uh uh, what, what what do we call that now the um Kind of like the ripple effect, but it's um, procession. precession happens at ninety degrees, right? When a force comes in, the and and it hits something, the it, it spreads out in ninety degrees, right? So when you tense up a rope, when you're pulling at two ends of a rope, it's compressing. At 90 degrees. So, what are the effects? What are the 90-degree processional effects of these uh, these things that are, that are, that are, these technologies that are coming around available? I like the example of you know the highway system across America when that was built, was also funded by the United States government, probably for military purposes but it had a huge economic effect and who made money? There were hotels there were gas stations there were tourist places um, all of the restaurants Right, McDonald's was built the McDonald empire was built on the um, how do, what's the word that we use now not the framework but the not the app, um, what is it called? The platform, okay. The McDonald's is built on the US highway platform, and so we have Bitcoin, we have cryptocurrencies. What's going to be built on those platforms? How is that going to affect us? Open source software, cryptography privacy issues right is there a demand for that if I lose my phone can I get one tomorrow that is a clone of my phone I don't think you can have that technology but that's an option that I think would be really cool to have in fact maybe you could have a phone already at home just as a backup and if it's lost or stolen, you just end this one. You just disable it. And you disable it and you, you enable the new one. You follow what I'm saying? There are millions and millions of ideas out there. The, the thing is that we have to use utilize our brains, our software, listen to the marketplace, and give the marketplace what it wants. Which, there's a million niches out there. So that's why you have to find your own niche. You have to find your icky guy. That's why I wrote all these books. It can't be put into one book. There's all different things. You have to find your icky guy. You have to find your niche. You have to find um, a product or service. Just one. Just one product or service and offer it to the marketplace. Say, hey guys, I made this for you. Check it out, let me know what you think. Bam. Now, let's take a book for example. That's why I'm so excited about um, self-publishing and, and having everything available on my um, my own platform or my own website is this. A book I can write at my home or anywhere that else that I am on a laptop or even on my phone. And I can publish that to my um, website. And I can have that PDF available on my website. I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to make some videos, instructional videos on that as well. Because I think that self-publishing... They're like, oh, you can only get like 99 cents for a book now on Amazon. Well, guess what? You know, if you sell, you know, 10,000 copies at a dollar, you know, that's $10,000. How long did it take you to write the book? So $100 an hour, which is probably a good fee. Right, you could live on a hundred dollars an hour, and it takes you a hundred dollars, hundred hours to write the book. Right, hundred hours—that's a long fucking time to write a book. Right, you with me so far? You sell ten thousand copies of that. And you made $100 an hour. Now, it doesn't have to be 10,000 copies sold in one year. That could be over a long period of time. A big stretch of time. Oh, yeah. I was hoping. Um, and now you write another book and another book and another book. And then you're marketing your own stuff as you're building other things like... Um, I'm working on the Angie Weir uh, website for women's clothing, clothing stripper clothes. Um, creating content for um, for driving traffic there. So it all makes so much sense to me now. It really does. And I could talk about this for hours. A funnel. Talk about a funnel. A funnel... You know, there was an ancient um, Indian technique for hunting buffalo. I think it was American Indians, where they would they would have um, have people standing in the sh- in the shape of a, a funnel, right? So they would they would herd the. What's the word there? Is it herd, or what? What is the word there? Yeah, I think it's herd. they would herd the cattle or the the bison or uh, water buffalo or whatever they were I don't think it's water buffalo anyway whatever it was they would chase the prey in a particular direction where there would be a funnel created they would go down and narrowly get to the funnel almost until they got to the end of the road which was a cliff and they would just push each other off of the cliff and the cliff was high enough where they would um, you know either die or you know not be able to move and so they, they would be able to get a large uh, hunt with very minimal efforts and, and the, the sales funnel is kind of like that you have a bunch of people right and now you're going to push them into this funnel push them into the funnel Hey come over here Corral them into the funnel I got something that you're interested in. You lead him down, lead him down, lead him down right over a cliff. Oh my god, guys, I got to go. I'm tired. It's been over an hour. I could talk forever, but uh that's enough for today. An hour and 12 minutes. Talk to you later. See you at jimmysalsa.com. Love you.